Hey, lady, so I got a question for you. Does bling make you smile? Are you the type of person that likes a little razzle-dazzle into your wardrobe? You like a little razzle-dazzle in your house? You might want to take a little look at Bling Makes Me Smile. Let me tell y'all, I ain't about to just advertise something for nothing, okay? I got a little Bling Makes Me Smile in my own space, you know what I mean? Couple pieces from there. And um, it definitely makes me smile. All I'm saying is this. Make sure that you go to blingmakesmesmile.com and get your pieces. My girl got some t-shirts. My girl got leggings. My girl got custom trays custom cups custom all of that that she makes herself okay hard work and dedication and i mean listen it's a it's a black owned business so i'm just saying you know tap in okay so again and not just the ladies because i mean fellas y'all got y'all women too so you know if you're looking for a little gift to get your girl make sure you go to blingmakesmesmile.com you can also follow my girl on facebook and ig at bling makes me smile now Back to my show, because y'all already know I get it in. Come on, let's tune in to Just Breathe with Bree. You're listening to Just Breathe with Bree, where I get the opportunity to vibe out with amazing creatives. And what an amazing creative we have today, my girl. Shay Chanel. What's up, girl? So y'all know I like me a good introduction, and today's episode is no different. We got my girl Shay Chanel on the show today, y'all, and she is a gospel artist. Let me tell you, my girl can sing, okay? She's somebody that I'm just starting to get to know, but the connection is so real, and the vibe is so high. It feels like she's been my girl for a minute. I'm just saying, Okay just saying i i love her personality i love her energy i just love the space that she is in her life right now and it has been so beautiful just connecting with her and getting a better understanding of who she is um and also what she does as an artist it's been it's been absolutely fun so y'all continue to stay tuned to just breathe with brie and listen to my girl shay chanel yes Chanel. Hey Brie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Look, we can hear each other. We're gonna hope this thing keep going, right? I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So of course, as you know, some of the questions are gonna be repeated, but your story is just so good. I I, I gotta ask you again and call so because we don't have the footage, but yeah, we're gonna do this. So um, how long have you been doing music? So I've been singing as early as 10 years old. Um, That's as far back as my first memory goes, where, you know, I grew up in a musical household. My mom, you know, she sings. She is an inspirational gospel independent artist. So over the years, you know, she has come out with her own projects and, you know, grew up in the house with her always singing at church and you know, she was a vocal teacher at one point for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, who's four years older than me, he is a producer. He used to rap, you know, so he always, you know, was involved in music. So all of us, you know, just growing up in that kind of a household, you know, I was exposed to gospel and, you know, jazz. I remember my parents, every time we would be in the car going different places, they would always play CD 101.9. So I always had that jazz influence as well as gospel and Mm. you know my brother is like a huge music head so he had everything from hip-hop to r&b you know to alternative to gospel so I was just exposed from so young to a lot of music and 
I remember being in church when I was like 10 years old and it was a normal service. We were singing hymns as a congregation. And I remember harmonizing, which seemed to be natural to me, to the hymns. I believe I was singing like the alto note. And the teenagers who were sitting in the pew in front of me and behind me, they were like, I heard them talking, you know, amongst each other saying, do you hear her? Is she harmonizing? That's yeah. You know, um, to me, it was just something normal. But that's when I realized, oh, wow. Like, I guess that is something, you know, um, that I could sing. And from that point on, it's just always been like a big part of, of me and my life. I love that. And like I told you yesterday, it just automatically takes me back to that scene. And um, what's love got to do with it when that girl is singing so you know so loudly and so yes. that's what I think about every time you say it it's 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 a great thing um so um you you said you were a songwriter right yes I, I am please, a songwriter please give us the the tea on how you come about with your with your music I thought that was such a beautiful way of putting it yeah so you know it there really is no rhyme and reason you know I can just get a melody when I'm making breakfast for my son where the lyrics and the actual melody will come to my mind. And I'm like running to get my phone so I can record myself singing it before I forget it. You know, um, there are times where I'm working on music and, you know, I'm listening to a track and I, I immediately get the lyrics, you know, um, it just happens. It's very hard to explain, but I just recognize that it's really not me that really is like a gift from God um, because it's, it's just hard to make sense of how it all happens. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. And, and I, sh I shared the story with you and I share it again. It just reminds me of how I feel about with interviews. When you know, you know that God is sending you something when you honestly can't explain it, when it just hits you out of nowhere and you're just like, okay, cool. Let me write this down. Let yes. me say this. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. That is so awesome. I, I love that you know that your gift is from God, you know? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And same to you, because I know that same thing happens, like you said, when you're speaking with people or even if you're speaking before an audience, like, you know, yes. where you're just like, it's almost as if you're watching yourself do it. And it's just like, this is so weird. Yes. And that feeling, the feeling that comes a, a, across you is just sometimes it's something that you you can't ignore. You know, you just like, yeah. I don't know why I feel like I got to talk to that person. I don't know why I feel like I got to write this, but I got to write it because it's in me. You know, I got to yes. get out. It's like an explosion, you know? That's so true. And for me, songwriting is also very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It's where I can be, I'm naturally a transparent and vulnerable person, mm -hmm. but it's even where I feel even safer to be even more vulnerable, you know, um, when it comes to music and like I said, a lot of times the lyrics just come to me. So sometimes I'm like, oh, do I even really want to say that or share that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand that. I definitely do. Have you have you ever um, sung background before? Yes. Yeah, so for my mom, my mom um, has about two gospel albums that she put out independently. And for a couple of those songs, she would say, hey, everybody in my family calls me Shay. Hey, Shay, I need you to come and do some background vocals and arrange it because she always liked the way that I arranged 
um, certain things and heard certain harmonies and melodies. So definitely from my mom and um, not for anyone professional uh, or who's like doing, not that my mom's not professional because she is, but not anyone that's like uh, world renowned or well-known, but like, I, I also thoroughly enjoyed being behind the scenes and that was my comfort zone for so long. Like what mm -hmm. I'm doing right now is really not the norm for me. Anyone who knows me will tell you, you know, I'm always down to collaborate with other people and to kind mm -hmm. of be behind the scenes. Um, so yes, to answer your question, my mom is really who, and my brother, my brother, when he decides, <clears throat> excuse me, that he wants to put out like a rap single, he may say, hey, Shay, I need you to, you know, sing background. So definitely for my family, I've always been known to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, based on your experiences, uh, what's the hardest thing you think um, it is about being a artist? You know what it is? I always feel like the creative process is the fun. That's the fun part, right? That's the part that comes naturally to you. Mm -hmm. The part that could become difficult is the business side of things. Mm -hmm. um, I've really been learning that you have to also put your business hat on at all times. You just can't only live in the creative space. And I would also say the scrutiny, um, just preparing yourself for the reality that everybody may not get with your music or with what it is that you're doing, but you can't let that get you down or, or stop you, you know? Um, so the public uh, opinion, as yeah. well as um, just making sure that you really take the time out to study the business because it changes so often. Yeah. You know? um, so making sure you keep up with that side of it. Those could be the more challenging parts um, that I've kind of encountered in some ways. Yeah. Okay. And so when you, when you say that people don't necessarily like understand or like get like where you're coming from, from the creative space, is that like people on your team? Is that like once you put the music out and people, or you're not getting like the likes that you want or something like that. Like tell me exactly what it is when you say like, you know, when you, when you put out your, your, your work and you feel like mm, they don't get it. Yeah. So the beauty of my team, shout outs to Bev and Larry. They're my uh, part of a big part of my team. They like, we work seamlessly together, which is also a sign that this was like kind of God ordained in a way, even how our paths crossed was a crazy story. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say that we all are on the same page, but there are times where, you know, your music is heard by other people in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, there are parties, you know, in my team that are connected, Larry's very connected. And so there are times where I, I know that my music is being um, heard by others just for feedback, right? Constructive mm -hmm. feedback is necessary at certain points. And thankfully, I would say 90% of the time, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, great feedback. But there still is that 10% where, whether it's someone who we wanted to kind of collaborate with me or work with me, where they're just like, yeah, that's not really quite, <laughs> the, di <laughs> quite the direction we want to go in, which we understand is a politically correct way of saying they don't get with it, right? For, yeah. for me, because I have a 13-year professional background in the, in the social work, field or world, I have tough skin. And I understand also how all of the things that I've done have led me up to this point right now. Um, mm. So that has helped me to be able to say, listen, the reality is not everybody is going to be in love with my music. And I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. To be able to kind of, you know how they say, 
uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones. So when yeah. you do get that kind of feedback to be able to, you know, take the constructive part that could help you and not get so caught up in your feelings about the side where they may not really get with your aesthetic. Like I understand that for an inspirational gospel artist, my aesthetic is a bit different, <laughs> you know, going back to those jazz and hip hop, you know, R and B, you know, influences that merge neo soul that merges with the gospel. I know I'm not your usual inspirational artist. I love that, you know, um, but I also understand that there may be, people in the space of gospel music or who love the genre who may not a hundred percent understand or get with my aesthetic of gospel. And, um, and so I'm glad that, you know, a lot of my experience, you know, just in my life has taught me how to be able to see both sides and not allow it to affect me so much to where you start changing your art to please everybody else. You know, I, I have to be a hundred percent organic to what my musical aesthetic is because I believe God gives us all very special individualized gifts um, to affect the world in different ways, right? And so, you know, I'm big on sticking with like my aesthetic and not changing. That doesn't mean I'm not willing to grow and to, you know, broaden in certain areas, but to kind of still stay close to like the base, the true essence of who I am as an artist, you know? Um, and so I see how that can be as a human, a tricky thing or a hard thing sometimes if you do get feedback or when you do get feedback, that is not always favorable, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Oh, you had a beautiful place because, you know, like hearing the word, I don't know about you, but hearing the word no or having to like to not have people like be on board with where you are, like how you said, it can be tough. You know, mm -hmm. but the fact that you can take that criticism, the fact that you can be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm going to still move on. I'm going to still push on to my dream. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not tripping. I'm not taking it personal. That's a great place to be, honestly. That, is that something that comes natural for you? Did you have to learn that? Is it the business itself that kind of, like, built up that tough skin for you? I would say a part of it, half of it, is that it did come naturally to me. And then other parts of it, I just always happen to work in professional settings where it's like rough. <laughs> mm. Social work is no holds bar, rough. You know, I worked in luxury retail right before the, uh, maybe two years uh, prior to the pandemic where at, at a management level where, you know, it could be real cutthroat and rough. And so I see how, yes, I naturally am able to see both sides of the scenario and kind of embrace other perspectives but then mm -hmm. I also was put in situations throughout my life where I also was kind of forced to learn that you really can't take everything so personally sometimes it really just is business you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you can't get your feelings all up in it how long how long have you been um well how long were you a social worker for 13 years wow so you loved it you know, it was one of those things because, you know, when I graduated college, I graduated with a psychology degree and, you know, I had student loans to pay. My parents were like, um, 
So what this you is your debt. <laughs> well, yeah, what you fitting to do? Because you need <laughs> you need to pay these bills. Right, right. And so you know, I remember applying for jobs that were relatable to my degree, and of course, social work is. And my grandmother, I think my father was telling his mom at the time, God rest her soul, she's gone on now. But he told her, you know, yeah, Chanel graduated. You know, she's been looking for a job. And my grandmother happened to go to church with a director at a particular foster care agency. So I worked in the foster care side um, of social work and I was able to interview and get the job. And from the time I was 22 years old, I was just like put in, you know, that's a really, really tough field. Um, Put in that field where I learned so much about myself and just about human behavior and people and just how the system works. And um, yeah, so it's one of those sink or swim type of <laughs> professions where, yeah. you know, you can have clients who are cussing you out, you know, their parents, because I'm working with the youth who are in foster care. I'm working with their parents, trying to help them get their kids back home. You know, I'm working with attorneys, like all kinds of people. And yeah. so um, it really, really showed me what I was made of as far as like my mental and emotional strength. And, you know, I got my feelings hurt throughout my 13 years here and there. But thankfully, you know, I was able to ultimately have my heart in the right place because you gotta, you gotta actually care about what you do to do that kind of work for that long. And I genuinely cared for the families that I worked with. And um, I was able to, you know, thrive in that field and learn a lot. But did you I, ever, uh, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you ever um, consider like being a foster parent? You know, I think that that thought crosses a lot of our minds who are in the field, but I believe I quickly realized I, I, I would do better on the other side, which was the side I was on um, mm. as the, the, the social worker. Um, but if I found that a family member ran into a situation where one of the children, one of their kids was removed from their care, then I do know that I would step up to the plate to help because I already know what goes down <laughs> in the foster care system. There are a lot of great homes, don't get me wrong, loving homes, but it's it's tough even for the youth. It's really tough on them. So if I had a family member who was in a situation and my husband and I were in agreement with helping in that way, then I would step up to become like a, a kinship foster parent. But I don't know that I would do it um, just to say, hey, I want to be a foster parent because I know what it requires it does require a lot of your time and commitment. Mm -hmm. mm, I understand it. So you said you worked in like luxury retail. Where were you, were you like in the Gucci store, girl? Where, where were you at? Like I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> so I worked. I worked at the Coach store. Coach. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you like it? So I always loved the brand. Um, and then when I was no longer in social work, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to finally try different things and to like challenge myself in a different way. And so I just, I had no experience in applied, um, got the job as a part-time sales associate and six weeks later got promoted to the management team and I enjoyed it. It helped me to understand business acumen in a way that I never did before. Mm -hmm. And, but I'll be honest, it was, it was challenging, but it was a good kind of challenge because it pushed my brain to work in a different way. I was wired for social work for so long yeah. I was pushed to learn different skill sets. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it, but I missed the fulfilling component 
you know, with helping people, with like really helping people and making a difference. That was the part that I missed. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. Wow. So, so to, to take it back to your, um, your music, what, and I don't even want to just put it just on music. I'm going to say, what are you learning currently in your life and also in the industry, like right now if, that you would say in 2022? In my life, I'm learning as much as I thought that I was a patient person, I can still benefit from being more patient in my personal life with certain things that I want to happen. And, and even really in my, uh, the artistry side of my life as well, because in this business, it's like, you know, you'll hustle to do things, you know, um, to submit your work. You know, I am a songwriter. So not only do I write for myself, but I submit, you know, work for other artists, you know, to, you know, use my songs or, so it's like, it's a business where it's like, you have to hurry up and do the work, but then you're waiting. And so that has also taught me, Chanel, everything is going to happen when it's supposed to truly happen. Mm. You know, don't rush your life away. Don't rush the process to get to the outcome that you want because the gems and the jewels of wisdom is actually in the journey. And, um, you know, I've been really like, trying to help myself to to get in that mind frame of just being patient like the same way you know we had everything working against us for us to talk the other night yeah it's just like Chanel it's okay Chanel when it's supposed to happen it's gonna happen y'all did everything in your power it just didn't work out so when it's supposed to happen it's gonna happen so I always have to like remind myself of that Slow your roll. (laughs) Slow your roll and you know I'm gonna tweet that because I like what you said the gems and the jewels in life is is for the journey. Is that what you said? Yes. I like that. I'm gonna tweet it. I'm gonna tweet it tonight. <laughs> that, that, that is so good and it's so true because um it's it's something like similar that like what I'm feeling as well. Like, you know, trying to build the podcast to be on a certain level and trying to, you know, to do it. And then there are all those days where you wanna give up and you're like, oh man, I mean people listening, but the people listening, listening, you know what mm, I mean? Like you yeah. know, like you say that to yourself and you're like, but even when you hear like people who are successful they talk about these moments these growing pains of having to really put in the work and all we truly see is their success we don't see the work and the grind that they put in so we just in that stage and i mean when it pop off it's gonna pop because we're doing everything we got to do to get ourselves there so i definitely know where you're coming from with that um who who is your your greatest and biggest supporter Hmm, of course my husband I have uh-huh. to give it to him because even when he shout out to the hubby, shout out to the hubby, even when he doesn't quite understand, right? <laughs> he'll still support me. My mom, my dad, my brother, uh, my brother's wife. Um, I have a few close girlfriends who are like my ride or dies as well. Very Aww. small, very small um, inner circle I have that you know supports me, which I'm so appreciative of. Aww. How long you been married? October will be eight years. Wow. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. So how long y'all been together? Eight years. So we were together eight years before we got married. So we're we going, what, 16 years? Mm-hmm. Eight of oh, them I married. Love, I love that, though. So y'all were, <laughs> y'all were, like, dating, still together, and you like, you you waited. Like, good, listen, let me tell you. So I, I was in a relationship, uh, like, nine-year relationship. My ex and I, we weren't married, nothing like that, but we lived together. We did all of that. Mm-hmm. And I recently broke up with him because I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't know what it's like to be single. You're all I've known since I was 19 years old. Let me at least just like figure it out. 
But I do believe, you know, if it's meant to be, it's definitely going to be. We didn't break up on the wild stuff. It was just me wanting to figure out my life. You know, I've had like aunts and stuff in my family who like have never lived alone. And I'm like, I don't, mm. and, and they're grumpy. They hate their husbands. And I'm like, I don't want to be like y'all. Let me, <laughs> let me live my life. Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. You know what I mean? And so I had to see, you know what I mean? But I love the fact that you and your husband, like y'all dated for a while. And then got married. You know what I mean? You did it. And it seems like you most definitely did it when you were ready. Because somebody, I mean, eight years of dating, I know y'all got those questions of when y'all gonna get married? When y'all gonna have babies? Girl, like, I, was about to, I was about to say, because for a while he had me looking real crazy in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that patience comes in too, because I thought I was ready to be a wife when I wasn't. So thank yeah. God that my husband was just like, no, like, you, you know, he was... When I say he dragged his feet, it wasn't like, do I know if I want to spend my life with her? His whole mm-hmm. thing was, in order for me to be her husband, I have to make sure financially I'm where yeah. I should be and all those factors. I didn't quite get it. <laughs> I, I get you. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, but after a while I started to see, you know what, Chanel, you aren't ready to be nobody's wife, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely did take our time and I have to thank my husband for sticking to his guns because another kind of personality mm-hmm. another kind of man might have just kind of succumbed to the pressure I'll be honest I, I was putting slight pressure on him after we hit five years like uh because you know my family's looking at me like what you what y'all doing right <laughs> you hit that ultimatum like look either you going or yes. I'm rolling out yes <laughs> right <laughs> And I'm like, girl, why are you saying this? You know, you ain't going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> you just gotta let him know. Stop playing with me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The good thing is you respected his process. And in that, you know, you gained your own wisdom. Like, I love that. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Good kudos to y'all too. Um <laughs> Thank you. No, what 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 keeps you going? What keeps me going? You know, I, for some reason, I've always just had this drive where I have to complete what I set out to do. So yeah. even if I fail at it a few times and I pivot and try to try it a different way, maybe it's, maybe it's the Leo in me, maybe it's my ego, but it's like, I have to see it through. And now that I'm a mom, you know, my son is two years old. Aww. That gives you a different kind of motivation in a way you know um where I'm like this is bigger than me like this is more than just this is what Chanel wants to do because it's always been her dream it's like no I want to build something for him and um you know my husband is a fireman with, with the city of New York and you know his job is very dangerous great job but I, I recognize that he puts his life on the line every shift and um a part of me is like i want to retire my husband where he doesn't have to oh, work so, so hard sweet. so those that are like so yeah mm-hmm. oh i love that and you know what you you know like Tam- not tamla man what's her name tamla brown yeah oh tabitha brown yes. tabitha brown yes when she did that to her husband i was like girl that's what i'm talking about because that's what it's all about regardless of this your husband who retires you or your your wife who retires it doesn't matter whoever bringing in the income if that man ain't gotta work no i don't you know what i mean like why that, that's what you, you're building a partnership you know what i mean absolutely you should, you, if, if one could not work because you sat here and you know he allowed her to follow her dreams and now her dreams have come true Come on now, let's reap these benefits. You know, let's reap let's reap this together. We're a team. Yeah. Like that that's on your on your on your goals. I, I, I love that so much. That's really good. Um, 
So my next question for you, what is like a dope artist or dope person that you want to work with? Like who's on your bucket list of artists to collab with? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I guess that's a few. Um, my favorite, and I've worked with him, but more so with him producing um, for me and my group when we were working on music last year, but Doobie Powell, he's He's a gospel artist. I feel like he's not as known as he, he's known, but he's not as known as I feel he should be because he's just amazing. Um, But I would love to like collaborate with him, like not just him producing, but like us doing a song together. Um, I love PJ Morton. Okay. Would love, you know, to collaborate with him. And now I'm gonna dip into like the the R&B world. I love Summer Walker. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, okay. I okay. Her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her. I love Janae Aiko. Like those. Uh, those are the few that kind of jumped to my mind for sure. Okay. I yeah. definitely got you. I, the, the first two, I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. But the, <laughs> but the last two, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I hope you get to get to work with them. Um, what's what's one of your favorite performances that you've had thus far? You know, because all of this happened, you know, me having this epiphany, okay, Chanel, it was time for you to go it alone. COVID was in effect. So I really haven't had, had the opportunity to have like live performances, but Mm -hmm. definitely in planning for them um, Mm -hmm. and looking forward to, to that moment for sure. Um, But yeah, COVID kind of messed you up yeah it's in in a way of everything okay everything is it is especially the monkey pop girl i'm freaked out with that monkey pop i was like don't nobody want to be ugly listen (laughs) nobody want the mumps at all for real um so what is one of like your favorite things about being an artist like what do you enjoy the most I enjoy the create the, the actual creating the song. So the writing it and then going into the studio and making it come to life. That part for me is the most fulfilling, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure once I hit the road and I'm singing live, that's like a whole other feeling that I believe is like so memorable and fulfilling in a different way. But mm-hmm. I do love like, when I record myself singing something that just came to my mind and then seeing how it goes from that to it, me laying it down in the studio and like that part is so cool. I really enjoy that process. Mm, that's cool. So you, you said that, that your husband is the um, a firefighter in New York. Are you guys originally from New York? Cause I feel like you got a little accent. Like you got a little like, <laughs> Like you like you said like walk you know what I mean I was like oh maybe that's like a Long Island not Long Island no Staten Island my bad Staten Island right where, where are you from so yeah we're both from New York he comes from Manhattan Manhattan okay I come from Westchester and I lived in Mount Vernon which is right next to the Bronx okay so, um, yeah that's oh, that's cool so what's it like being a New Yorker. You know, it's fast paced. Um, they, they, they say that we're not always the friendliest of people, even though that's not yeah. true for all of us. Right. <laughs> but um, I believe we're really like fast paced and just like get up and go. You hustle, you know, um, New Yorkers. It's almost as if you're going to know how they feel, whether it's through their facial expressions or maybe they're like bold and brash in what they say. And I know everybody is still, you know, different within that. But um 
yeah, New York is kind of just, it's the only state that I've ever lived in. So it's really all that I know, you know, as far as, you know, residing in a particular region or area. Do you want to, do you want to move somewhere else? Yes, eventually, because these winters out here. Girl, and and I mean, because you always hear how y'all like apartments and places are real tight. Is it tight for you? Like, is is your house tight? So... When, when, when I was on my own, like most of the time I was dating my husband, I was either living with a friend where we were roommates or I had my own apartment. So I was blessed to have decent sized apartments for the most part. But yes, it, there are plenty of apartments and buildings where your apartment is the size of a matchbox, <laughs> where it's not that, that big. Um, but yeah, I guess it's kind of like what we're used to. My husband and I were blessed to um, purchase our home so we live in a town home and we're a little we're a little out of the city even though we're close to the city um, so we definitely have great space which which we're thankful for um, because our first year of marriage we did live in my one bedroom apartment <laughs> where it wasn't enough closet space for the both of us mm. he couldn't fully move all his things in and so I'm just glad that we were able you know to kind of progress and and get a home with more space but yeah it definitely you know there's some areas where you'll get you a good size apartment, mm-hmm. but then there are a lot of areas where it's a bit small. Mm, mm-hmm. I got you. Well, we, we're going to change gears for a little bit. I want to ask you some would you rather questions. Okay. All right. Okay. So first question is, would you rather perform or record in the studio? Oh, that's hard. Um, if I had to choose, if I had to choose, I would say record. Okay. Tell me why. Because that's how it all comes to life. Mm. It's, that has to happen. I guess with my process, that has to happen before I can even sing it in front of an audience. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that creative space, the, you know what I mean? You can envision yourself on the stage. Like you could do so many things as you're recording. Well, I want it to sound like this. I want to do it like this. Because when I actually, you know, do perform it, I want it to be like, you know what I mean? So I, I, yes. I understand why you chose that. Um, okay. So extrovert or introvert? Extrovert. Extrovert. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Naturally. So do you have any introverted qualities? You know, now people are like, I'm an extrovert, but I got a little introvert in me. Or are you just extrovert all the way? When I took that Myers-Briggs personality test, yeah. I, I am an extrovert a lot of the way because I process my feelings outwardly. Yeah, yeah. but I like that you say that because a lot of people make it seem like it's about like always about going to people and it's not necessarily like you having to go to different people and have to like you know oh I I like crowds so yeah you know it's like it's not always about that it's just about you expressing you having to get it out you know what I mean you not being a person who wants to hold your emotions in but just let it out whether it's through your music whether it's just you talking you know having the conversation with somebody where you know expressing yourself all of that. So I definitely get it. I'm I'm pretty extroverted myself. I have a little bit of like introverted qualities. Like I have times where I'm like, all right, my my social battery is on like four percent. I can't. I you know? yeah. Well you have I to recharge. Yeah. Yes, I have to recharge for but for the most part, I'm definitely extroverted. Um, would you choose forgiveness or regret? Forgiveness. Mm. Why? Because at the end of the day, life is way too short. So even if, let's say, a friend and I, we don't see eye to eye, it affects the relationship. Maybe they did something to me. 
or maybe I did something to them. I, I would still choose forgiveness because I don't want to hold on to that. You know how they say forgiveness is really for you. But also I'm the kind of person I like to sleep very well at night. And so okay. God forbid something happened to that friend, even if we're at odds mm. and things were left in a place that was so ugly or I had all this contention in my heart. Like I don't like those kinds of situations. And I learned that with my grandmother, my grandmother and I were always very close. And when I first started working in the social work world, my job was literally near her house. And I used to always say, Hey grandma, I want to come see you. Or I got out of my court hearing early. I want to come see you. And I felt like she was like dodging my calls for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of just like stopped talking and I was upset at my grandmother and I know there's a lot of other family stuff going on, deeper things going on. But I remember one day God told me to reach out to her. So I went and bought a card and, and wrote her a letter and mailed it to her stating I wanted us to kind of come together and talk and that I loved her and missed her. To make a long story short, we were able to have that great moment with one another. And then six months later, my grandmother unexpectedly passed away. And so uh -huh. that always taught me Chanel. It, it's not worth it to live life with regrets. It's not worth it to not forgive or not try to make situations right because you never know when it'll be your last day or it'll be your loved one's last day. Um, so I always try to go with forgiveness. Now, even if the friendship can't remain or the relationship can't remain in my heart, I always, you know, um, make it a point to forgive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, you learned that lesson like a, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a like a life-changing lesson. You know, I, sometimes lessons come in different forms, but you learn it, at, like, having to lose a loved one. Thank God you chose the right route. Like, you didn't, you know, she passed and things were unsaid. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, a, that's a, that's, that's deep, girl. Like, that's like a, whew. That's the first thing I thought of, because she died the day after Thanksgiving. I'm about to go to the club with my boyfriend, who's my now right. husband, to meet right. up with our friends and go party. It's like Black Friday. We about to go out and party. And literally, before I get dressed, I get the call that she died. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm in disbelief and in shock. And the first thing that came to my mind is I am so glad that yeah. we had that moment six months ago. Because I that would have devastated me. Yeah. That would have oh. devastated me. Yeah. Wow. Would you would you prefer to people watch or vibe? Vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? It's like every once in a while, I don't mind a little people watching. But for the most part, I'm in the zone. You watching me, you know? So yes. <laughs> and I want you, we're human. So yeah, sometimes, you know, we people watch, whether that happens on social media or that yeah. happens in real, you know, like in uh, your physical life so to speak but um but yeah i'm all about the vibe so if we can vibe <laughs> i'd rather just vibe <laughs> yes me too now are, are you a girl's girl or are you like kind of geared towards like having male friends i, I know you have a, a husband so you may not have male friends but i'm just saying like you know are you like a i like to hang around a group of girls or you know i, I like i like to kick it with the guys what, what's your what's your preference so I'm kind of both. I'm I'm a girl's girl, meaning I'm always going to be loyal to my friends, mm -hmm. right? Like my girls and my girls. Um, but I always, even prior to marriage, I always had male friends. I always wanted the balance 
especially with, with picking their brains about relationships, especially yeah. when I was single, because sometimes I feel like we as women could steer each other down the wrong paths because we think we understand how men think when we exactly. really don't. Yes. And it's always important to have that. So now I don't have like the same go-to male friends out of respect for my marriage, but I got my brother, I got my male cousins, I got my dad. So like yeah. anytime I got my husband's friends when they come by. So anytime I need that like male perspective, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like, pick their brains because, you know, we think very differently and I'm always intrigued, the psychology lover in me, I'm always intrigued about how men really think. (laughs) Yes, and and, and I understand how you feel. I'm the same way. Like, I'm I'm totally a girl's girl, but I like to kick it with the bros too. You know what I mean? I like a little masculine energy and it it flows. And I think that, I think I'm, um, I often chase understanding. Like, I genuinely want to understand a person. I genuinely want to love a person. So if I'm talking to you, it's one of them things like, no, I'm, you might think I'm giving you an interview, but really, I just want to get to know you. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that. Like, because people now, I feel like, with especially with dating, they're like, oh, this feels like an interview. And it's like, well, is it an interview or am I just trying to get to know you? I got to ask you questions. That's right. What, 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 what other way to get to know somebody? You can't keep basing everything off of me waiting for you to tell me, you know? Exactly. I got to ask. Because some, some questions, if I don't ask you, won't, you will not tell me. <laughs> Period. Exactly. Um, and, and it helps us to not waste each other's time. So yes. the, the, the quicker we're able to address certain things or you know, ask each other certain questions, the better, because Period. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you wasting mine. <laughs> Period, girl. Period. Um, Period. Would you rather play it cool or keep it real? Oh, you know, even when I want to play it cool, I can't help but keep it real. Yeah, you know, that means you're living in your truth. Period. You're living in that truth, girl. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I, and I feel you because it kind of goes hand in hand. But I look because sometimes you can be really upset and really mad and you just playing it cool. Like you're like, whatever, I'm not even going to trip off this. But low key, you tripping inside. Yes. You know? <laughs> but when you keep it real, you can be able to be like, no, I'm going to say what I got to say. And how you take it is how you take it. That's on you. You know what I mean? But I'm going to get it off me because I come from like a people pleasing world mm-hmm. where like I'm like, of course, trying to keep it cool, trying to keep the peace, trying to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like, I'm done with that. Look, I'm going to say what's on my mind and you decipher how you feel, period. I, I can't. I'm not coming from a malicious place, so whatever. And that's all you could do. I always say it's the way you frame it. And I learned that from social work. There, there's always a way to say something and be 100% honest, mm-hmm. you know, without offending the person because of how you said it. Because I think with us, it's not always what is being said. It's how it's being said. Absolutely. You, you know, so I'm like, I don't want them to miss out on the message. Come on <laughs> so in, let me say got this. something to say. Are you a planner or do you like to wing it? So I'm, I'm both. So I am, one of my friends always says I'm type A. I said, no, I think I'm a hybrid of the two. So I am a planner when it comes to like business. A lot of times when it comes to my artistry stuff, um, but I also have a very take it easy attitude where it's like, I got up today, didn't really have much planned. Oh, okay. I'll roll with it. That's what we're doing today. Okay. Let's get into it. You know? Um, but then there are other things where I'm like, nah, this is the due date. We need to have this done by this day, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I'm both, I'm like a hybrid of, of the two. Mm, I like that. So mm-hmm. this question at, at this point, I didn't know you were married. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm gonna tweak it a little bit. So <laughs> did you did you meet your your husband boyfriend at the time randomly or was it something that you prayed for? I met him randomly because I had just gotten out of college and um, we met at at the job at Social Work. Wow, um, that's really cute. And worked in the same um, department. Yep, have the oh. same supervisor. And, you know, social work field, they're not a lot of guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he came and he, he worked the week of Christmas, nobody was in the office. I had only been there for like maybe two months. So I had to work, right? You know, when you first get a job, you got to get down or lay down. So right, everybody, right. Else, everybody else had their, their days off. So it was just me and him holding down the office. I'm like, why is he here the oh. week of Christmas? Who does? Who starts a job the week of Christmas? But then I'm like, you know what, maybe... It's like, I need the money. Like, let's start. And I remember saying to myself, oh, he's fine. He's like old school 1990s fine. Like, ah, okay. Listen, listen. <laughs> so now you was asking them questions you already knew. You was like, um, let me see. <laughs> so I, that's where I definitely was playing it cool because my husband is, is older than me. So I'm like, well, he going to walk with this little 22-year-old. Like, right. he, you know, I'm just straight out of college. So it wasn't expected. I wasn't. I knew I wanted a husband, but I wasn't like looking for one. I had kind of been pining away for like the same two guys throughout my college career. So (laughs) I was looking forward to being in the real world and to like dating, you know, Um, but we didn't start dating right away. We met December of 05 and we started dating in September of 06. So we we established like a coworker friendship kind of thing, like a vibe before anything ever even went down <laughs> oh that's cool so y'all became friends first and we then were friends first mm-hmm. oh i love it that's so important because you know how when you watch like people um like you get married on on social media or something like that and they're like i married my best friend and i used to always love that because i was like Dang, what does it feel like to to marry your best friend and when i was in a relationship i made it a point like no we have to feel like friends because yes. i think that's the most beautiful thing like i don't need anybody else granted i can have people that's great but if I got a friend in you, I got everything. And you that's know? the part that's important. That's a, that's a, I get it now when they're like homie lover friend kind of thing. Like yeah. when they're like your best friend and y'all could just kick it and laugh like nothing. Like that's always a great thing. Because it's like, I not only love you, but I actually like you and I want to yes. be around you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's giving brown sugar. It's giving brown sugar. <laughs> that's my it movie really, too. That's my movie, girl. I'll be like, oh. Okay, so would you rather know what your future holds or would you rather go back into a moment in time? Mm, That's a good one. Um, I guess a part of me would would rather I guess I would have to pick I'd rather know what the future holds. Okay. Because I feel like everything that's already gone down good or bad in my life it had to go down that way mm. but whatever it was I needed to learn from the situation um and I'm someone who I like the surprises of life more so the good ones mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna lie like if I'm able to find out how it all ends or if I'm able to find out certain things you know and brace myself I'm someone who likes to like brace myself for stuff I probably would would rather that yeah Mm, okay <laughs> i got you um li- lip gloss or lipstick oh i'm a matte lipstick girl all the way oh okay girl i see <laughs> you I, what's, your, what's your choice of color like what you like i always get to this color 
My favorite color will always be Mac Ruby Woo. Oh, um, I that's love a, that's a Rihanna one, right? Like before she had her line, I believe so. And I love even on the on her line, Fenty. I forgot the name. She had a nice bright one that I loved. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like a red lipstick girl. I love like a bright red lipstick. Oh, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. So, are you a a heels or a sandal girl? Heels, heels. That's mm-hmm. good. I could be choosing sandals, girl. I can't really. My foot is flat, like literally like a duck's foot. Like I mine, have no mine arch. Too. Mine too. Like, well, good for you that you could walk. I can't walk in the middle. And I'm at this age, like I'm 29 now. So I'm at the age where I'm like, look, I'm not faking it. I can't do it. I'm putting on sandals, got on Uggs or tennis shoes. That's it. I can't do heels. <laughs> oh my! And if I do, it's like, it's not a kitten heel, but it's right above a kitten. Like it's right. It's almost a kitten heel. Like it's I got giving, you. Yeah. I cannot, girl, cannot walk in them. How are you doing like six inches? No, see, I'm tall, so I'm already like five ten and a half, five eleven ish. So I don't need a whole lot of height. Um, uh-huh. so I don't go for like the the the. They're 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 still high, but they're not. Maybe they're like three and a half inches. I'm trying to think. I love a good block heel as well. Um, I'm about comfort too, and there there are always ways to find comfort. One of my side hustles is I teach heels dance classes for adults with uh, one of my closest friends who's like a sister to me, shout outs to you, Denise. And I, we were able to find heels that are comfortable that specifically you dance in. And so once we found those, we're like, oh, and they're, they're like good looking heels. So you could wear them if you're going out to the club or wherever you're going. Um, but I yeah, they do exist. I say that to say those like comfortable heels actually do exist. You just gotta know where to get them. Oh girl, hook me up, <laughs> hook me up so I can look grown out here in these streets look like a little girl always is flat. I will. <laughs> that is awesome. So wait, what kind of dancing do you teach? So we teach uh, every twice a week. We teach kids hip hop dance, mm-hmm. um, but we also teach uh, uh, heels for adults. And, um, you know, we started a brand, Move for Finesse, where we teach heels for adults. Um, so it's something that we do, you know, that we love. And so, yeah. I'm like a very unusual inspirational artist. <laughs> no, but you know, we got so many things going on. That's so awesome. Yes. Like, you know, and, and it's all creative spaces for real. Like, you, yeah. you know, I, and it also shows your heart, like the fact that you were in social work, you know, the fact that you even did like some retail, like that may, that plays a part in what you're doing as far as like your dance. Cause you know, you selling shoes or, or selling bags or selling like, you know, accessories and stuff for people to look mm. good, to feel beautiful. Like it's still kind of intertwined. I love it. Yeah, you're right. In a way, it's it's like all the things I'm doing now as an adult are the very things I did as a child as far as creatively singing, dancing. Those are things I did my whole childhood. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear people say how like being in like child like uh, like child like places in your life kind of like also brings up some type of healing. Like it's but it's good. It's good healing. Like it's not yeah. that healing when you got to like sit with those tough emotions and you bring in a lot of depression and sadness but it's that healing of like playfulness fun love creativity like that's where it seems like you are like you in a you in a you, you can re- you know you can refer back to your childhood as far as like you having fun I love that yes that's good yes that's so true yeah would you would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or trapped in a horror movie with your friends oh that one's deep. Yeah. Hmm. 
I, I wouldn't want to be trapped anywhere with my enemies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't believe I really have any, but I get the concept, right? So right. I would rather be trapped in a horror film with the people that I love. I would like to think one of us or two of us will be able to figure our way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> then you got some laughs at the end. Like, oh, you were scared when that happened, you know? I feel the same way. I'm definitely getting trapped in the horror with my friends, for sure. Yes, yes. For sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so would you, would you rather give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life? Give up social media, for sure. I'm- Right, that's how I feel too. Are, are you heavy on social media? Like, is that something that you do daily, or is it like you you've taken breaks? So I'm on it because I have to be. Um, so for like the the creative spaces and my artistry, yes, I'm, I know that I have to have a consistent presence. But I take it all with a grain of salt. You know, I understand that that's not the real world, so to speak, because everybody yeah. is kind of, or most people are only sharing what they want you to know understandably so and so um for me i'd rather dwell in the real world and have some good food Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know that's right because who wants to be stuck eating pizza every day that ain't cute at all exactly and i'm trying to i'm trying to get skin tea okay me too me too girl i was looking at them some of my pictures like "Uh uh-uh you ain't do it right this summer you want to switch it up we're gonna do it again (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, I love pizza, but I can't do it every day. <laughs> I understand, girl. Um, would you rather be held in high regard by your parents or by your friends? Oh, these are some good questions, Bruce. Gotta get uh, you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I guess my parents, right? Because my parents, I was blessed to have a really good childhood. And aside from God, my parents play a big part in that. And so I always want to make them proud. I always want them to know that their sacrifices for me throughout the years wasn't in vain. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so would you rather, oh, this, this one, this one would get me. Okay. Would you rather lose your sense of taste or lose your sense of smell? Now we know they go hand in hand, but if you had to lose one, which mm. one? Mm. Uh, I, 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 and I like to smell good too, <laughs> but I may say I would rather lose my sense of smell. I think I would, I would, I would want to taste. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you know what's for me? I would, I would want to lose my sense of taste because like you said, if something stink, at least I know, oh no, I'm not even going to go over there and even eat that. Or I'm not going over there and even smell that person or hug that person. You know what I mean? Like I have Dang, to. That's true too though. Oh. I, I just <laughs> tweeted this the other day. I was like, the scent of outside, like not when you're outside, but when you could smell it on a human, it almost makes me want to vomit. Like I hate to smell outside on a human. I'm just like, ugh. Like it what just, our parents used to say, get in, get in the shower. You smell like outside. Like outside. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. And when they used to say it to us, I was like, it's not that serious. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. It smells so bad. It's one of the, it's, it's, it's so, oh, it smells so bad to me. Can't take it. But I get it. I see why you, why you feel like you need to, you need to taste. Um, so would you rather be late to your own wedding or your best friend's funeral? This is a little, a little dark, but yeah. Oh, I guess I would rather be late to my own wedding because most weddings don't start on time anyway. I know right. mine didn't. Mine for sure didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was I like, look, rather... best friend, I got you. I got you, best friend. I'm going to be there on time. 
Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. but the supportive component, especially, you know, if it's your best friend, a lot of times you may be asked to participate in the service in some way or yeah. um, even just being like, sometimes when you just look into the, the, the crowd and you have that, that face, it's like, yes, you know, this is hard. I'm going through it, but I see so-and-so and I'm like, okay. I feel I'm um, be all right. You know, like I would rather be late to my own wedding for sure. Oh, definitely. I choose the same thing. Um, okay. So second to last question, would you rather never have to speak again or never have to hear again? Oh, see, I'm a big communicator. Mm-hmm. So I would rather, oh, but I'm, hearing is essential, especially what I do. Oh, Bolvar. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I'm, I guess I would rather, I would rather not hear. I would mm-hmm. figure, I would have to figure out a way to be able to still sing and do what I do. And it's hard because I dance and music and oh my goodness. Um, it's like, Lord, please don't let me ever have to face this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, but I, I believe I, I have a need to express myself orally, verbally. So I would say I would rather not hear, even though I really want to hear. Because <laughs> you first of all, you gotta know if somebody's saying some wild stuff about you. It's like, well, what they say? At least I heard that, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but in your case, I'm glad that you took it to music. Like, no, I gotta be able to sing. I gotta be able to let my, my voice project, period. Yes, we'll get some um, hearing aids. We'll figure it out. Yes. Okay. Th- this is my very last question, and I ask all my guests this: If you could sum your personality into a food, what would it be, and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Into food, I feel like I'm a sweet person, but I could also be harsh sometimes. Oh, oh, this is hard. Yeah. It, it, normally, people normally say they're like oh my god wait what <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I have to pick something save uh, take your time girl I can always edit this you know that <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know what I would have to be shrimp and broccoli with garlic sauce over some brown rice oh tell me why tell me why because it was real specific you guys tell me why tell me why oh my gosh because I feel like I love that that's that's my go-to order when I'm getting Chinese food because I feel like it's the combination of sweet and salty Mm. and I'm ultimately a sweet person but I do know that there is like a part of my personality that could be serious and and slightly harsh only when I'm like upset Okay. Um, so I know that, that that that's there in there, even though I'm ultimately sweet. So with the garlic sauce, it kind of makes the, the the food taste a little bit sweeter, but you still get that saltiness in there too. Right. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And also garlic ain't for everybody because everybody don't like, you know what I mean? Don't don't like garlic. So it can be harsh to some that's and true. not to others. So I I like that. And you know what else? Like you picked a comfort food. Like you put, you know what I mean? You, you, you said something that's like a comforting thing. And just based off of like what you've said, on you know, in this interview, it's like you are a comforting person. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I like that. Good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Those are great questions. Thank Trip you, you up. <laughs> Listen, girl, and I thank you for, again, just for the second take. I pray to God this thing saves. We didn't get no cutout, so we straight, but I know. I just hope God. it saves. Yes, yes, yes. It thank will. You so it much, will. Chanel. Thank you. you. I appreciate you for, you know, allowing me onto your platform, your podcast. Your personality is so cool and infectious and dope. Oh, thank you. So yes, yes. Can but I put this- in my plug for my single that's about to drop? Absolutely, please do. <laughs> so my artist name is Shay Chanel, and I have a single that's going to drop on the 23rd of this month, September 23rd at 12 a.m. called Do You Hear Me? It'll be on all digital streaming platforms. So run them streams up, y'all. Run them up. <laughs> Look out for my girl and let us know your social media and everything. Yes. So my Instagram page and my Facebook page is at Shay Chanel, S-H-A-Y-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. And on TikTok, I'm at Shay Chanel 32. I didn't know that's right. So what are you doing? Dances and stuff on TikTok? Or you singing? So more so um, singing. You know what? We got some choreography to my single we started working on that I posted on all my social media. Um, oh, so yeah, I gotta follow. I'm oh, I got you on Instagram, but I definitely gotta follow you on TikTok. I love a little TikTok. I gotta follow you too. I got you on Instagram too, so I'm gonna make sure I follow you on TikTok. Hey, yes, okay. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love you already. Like, I and this is your last time on this show. Like, I'm definitely gonna bring you back because I just like our energy. So for sure, so much, I'm like, she's cool. I can hang with her. Where well, I need real. to come to Baltimore. I need to go down to Baltimore. Yes, <laughs> yes, girl. Look, it ain't much here, but yeah. Listen. <laughs> oh, thanks. Have a great night. You too. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Thank y'all for listening to Just Breathe with Brie the podcast. And y'all hear my girl? Make sure y'all follow my girl on all her social media platforms. That's my girl. And listen, let me tell y'all, when you become my girl, you my girl. Like, that's my girl. I love me some Shay Chanel. Thank you so much for coming on, girl. And listen, for those of you out there who have not subscribed to Just Breathe with Breathe the podcast, like, I mean, y'all playing games. Like, for real, for real. Y'all are, like, crazy. Because especially if you're listening to it, like, weekly on the regular, like, what? Hit that subscribe button. You know I'm going to give you what you need. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm giving you what you need. So make sure... That you follow Just Brie with Brie the podcast. Follow me on my social media platforms. I'm Cheesy Like Brie on Instagram and also Twitter. And um, yeah, thank y'all for listening. And as always, I'm sending my light, my good energy, my positive conversations, all of that your way. Have an amazing day.